Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Welcome to Special Teams, a production of iHeartRadio. Inside the Special Teams Podcast. We're your genial hosts, Jason Smith and Mike Harmon. You'd hear our radio show Monday through Friday on Fox Sports Radio, 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. on the East Coast. And it is our pleasure to bring you Special Teams, a look back at a very special year for one team in the history of sports, maybe because they won it all, maybe because they got so close and couldn't win it all, maybe because they were winless or they were just controversial. Today, we look back at the National champion, 2005 Texas Longhorns. One of those teams with the stars that went into the NFL, big performances, big stats, and one of the greatest finishes to a season. That's it. Mac Brown, head coach, was looking to validate his career. He got it. Some of the guys on this Texas team would go play in the NFL. Colt McCoy was the backup on this team, and he went on to have a very big, illustrious career with Texas. Jamal Charles, who went on to star in the NFL for many years, averaging like 11 yards a carry, was a freshman running back on this team. Brian Arakpo was a freshman. Michael Huffu was a first-round draft pick. There was a ton of talent on this Texas team, and a lot of it was young, and they still wound up winning the national title. Well, that's funny. You go through the the roster, and, and you remember the names. I did the, but, no, no, I did the whole thing. I did young. That's where you go. Speaking of you, no, I did the whole thing Oh, there you wanted you me Vince to just talk about Vince yes, Young? Yes, I gave you. Because I wanted to I talk about my guy, thing. Henry Melton. I get, okay. Because yeah, he I, was a running back that then yes. got drafted as a defensive end. Yes. Because well, he went to the training table yeah. and he bulked up. I'll and have, and you had Jamal Charles. But I'll for, have thirds and fourths and fifths, and I'll be a defensive end. Well, I mean, you want playing time. You're going to do what you're going to do. But for Vince Young. No, no, no. We got no. I, I, what? No, hang on. Hang you, on. Wait, wait, wait. No, we got to do it the right way. And most of the guys on this team were young. Vince Young, of course. See, that's how you do it. The highlights. Yeah, see, that, you, you know, I gave, I gave, it was a fastball down the middle I gave you. Well, you know, I fouled it back. You did. Straight back. How do you foul that off? I tried to keep the broadcasters engaged. You stole the signs, knew it was coming, and still fouled it off. Well, I got over the top of it. <laughs> what do you want? I got over the top of the foul ball. Well, you're only, you're only 5'7". I can't see you getting over the top on a foul on ball. On this side of Eddie Goodell. Right. I mean, that's what we got. There you but go. Vince Young... 
look, this was the making of a superstar. It would transform him into a top pick into the NFL where he had great success for a short period of time, rookie of the year and some big moments there. But oftentimes it was, hey, hand the ball to Jamal Charles and watch him run for 90 yards. You know, his evolution was really interesting because when he came in as a freshman with Texas, he was the running quarterback. Like right. He barely threw. It was, like, it was like watching back to the 80s when you would see the quarterbacks at Nebraska and Oklahoma only throw the ball like a dozen times a game, but they'd run for 175 yards on the ground because of the wishbone. That was what it was like watching Vince Young so fast. And I think he's unta- he was untackled. In college, which I just made up a word. That's a good he word, was though. I like tackleable in college, and he ran. He was so fast. I thought he's never going to throw the football. Never have to throw the football at all because he just runs by everybody. And as a freshman, I what's his going? What's he going to be? What's his ceiling going to be? Is he going to get to the point where he's a, a dual threat quarterback, or is he just going to be a running quarterback? And it was fun for a while because, like I said, it was back to the 1980s, like like what we see with Oklahoma, and Nebraska. Well, you run the run the option and and get out. Out in space, you say untackleable. He's a big boy. 2003, as he came onto the scene, only 143 attempts. He had 135 rushing attempts for 998 yards. Almost matched the uh, yardage there as well uh, with 11 touchdowns as opposed to six passing touchdowns. Then follow-up year, 1849, 12 touchdown passes. 1,079 rushing yards and 14 touchdowns. <laughs> and then finally, finally, the breakthrough in this historic 2005 season. They come into the season, Texas, ranked number two. So there was a lot of high hopes for them because they were expected to have an electric offense. This was Vince Young. This is when he becomes a superstar. And that's exactly what they got right out of the gate because Texas was this. This was no rags to riches. Hey, what a great move. No, no. They came in number two and it was, can they beat USC? You know, it's almost like we thought these two teams were on a collision course all year long. A 34-game winning streak for USC, uh, you know, when they finally meet uh, as we get to. But certainly you, you look at Texas, 19 wins in a row as well. So they were rolling things up. And a lot of times in sports, you say, all right, these are the teams that are going to compete for a title. And you throw out a lot of other, I mean, we do with the NBA all the time. Here's your six teams that could win a title for college football. We usually have a good idea here. It was, can we just get to a, a national title game? Can we just get to cut to the chase? Let's take the stats. we like the preliminaries, but here's the heavyweight fight at the end of it all. So as Texas was getting set for a season that would live in history, what was 2005 like for the rest of us? 2005, that was the year that Hurricane Katrina hit, which New Orleans took years they're still recovering from, and that was a very big storyline. Joe Horn and the New Orleans Saints, the block punt, Steve Gleason, it was a very big moment that we still talk about, and you're getting on, you know, almost 15 years later past that. Right, I mean, just huge. For me, uh, I was watching all football games with a kid in my arm. So wow. <laughs> my, my elder daughter was born in, in September, uh, six weeks later, I was on a flight to go to Chicago so I can go watch a World Series game. But college football was me literally passing out on a couch 
with her cradled. Your 2005 Chicago White Sox World Series champions. Yeah. Thanks to Doug Eddings. I mean, you should send him a note every day. Paul Canerco getting it done. Jeff Blum with a big home run. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I celebrate the entire entirety all these years later. I mean, they're still near and dear to my heart. The bobbleheads, the autographed baseballs that I've collected. And we got a nice message from Paul Canerco for my birthday a couple we of did. years We did. We did get him to call in on your birthday. Yeah. Our producer at Fox, Justin Frostberg, called him up, say, hey, will you come on for uh, Mike's birthday? He's a huge White Sox fan. And Canerco actually told Justin, I don't do stuff like that. So he said, well, what, 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 can you just wish him a happy birthday? He said, sure. So he wished you a happy birthday. We recorded it, and we played it back on the show. It was like eight seconds. Yeah, he but said, he's hey, told him to lose Paul the number. I'm now retired. I don't do this anymore. <laughs> I don't wish happy birthday to people I don't anymore. have to do this anymore. And now he's an ambassador. So I, I think he probably does, and broadcaster. So I think he does a little more of that again. Lance Armstrong won his seventh straight Tour de France before retiring and then becoming, oh, boy, Lance, Lance Armstrong. Armstrong. <laughs> what did he have to do? Uh, it was a year Tom Cruise jumped on Oprah Winfrey's couch, very excited about the relationship, the new one he had with Katie Holmes. It's really that far back. Wow. I don't get why people went crazy. So a guy jumped on a couch. He was in love. He was excited. The Office debuted on NBC. Ah, Not the Ricky brilliant. Gervais, but the Steve Carell one. Low the Rain ratings. Wilson one. Yeah. Well, no. Well, come on. Steve Carell. Made, yes. I know. We do have, We do love Rain Wilson, but Steve Carell made the show. I was just kidding with you. Uh, low ratings first year, but NBC said, no, we're bringing it back. And it could go down by the time everything is all said and done as the greatest comedy in television history because of the way it has continues to catch new audiences on Netflix. It's an office comedy. It's never going to go out of style. It's not going to be something that's dated. Mm -mm. And new people are picking up the office all the time. And because you have Netflix where people binge watch all, every single season of it, these people are all stars now. John Krasinski is a star. Steve Carell is a star. Ed Helms is a star. All right, Creed was Creed, but I mean, Creed was awesome. Still a legend. I mean, this is going to go down. More people are going to watch The Office than have watched basically any other comedy ever. No, and that, look, everybody works in an office place at some point. You've got all those characters in your lives. A lot of great one-liners. The stuff you do with your siblings, the stuff you do with your coworkers, they just like it, it's pictured there. And they took chances. They took a lot mm -hmm. of chances with storylines. Like, I don't, I don't know that some of the early episodes could... Well, he the first episode today. was word for word the the premiere of the English version. Right. And it was, well, and then it was like, no, we're going to differentiate, we're going to differentiate. And then Steve Carell really turned Michael Scott into his own. But think about some of the, the catchphrases that are, remain so popular. That's what she like, said. You know, people cringe at some of mm -hmm. some of those old scenes and, and interactions. So uh, it certainly stands the test of time. Uh, the biggest moneymaker in 2005, YouTube debuted. Welcome aboard. Uh three guys who I they worked at they worked at a um uh they all worked together at a much smaller company doing something and they decided, "Hey, let's start something where people can share videos across the internet." And then what? Years later it was sold for like 2 billion dollars. Yeah. <laughs> kind Google. of a big deal. Sure. Uh, if I could go back to 2004, I'd invent that. I have a lot of a lot of things that uh from my time when I was working at Yahoo, things that we were supposed to be doing mm -hmm. and deals that were supposed to be made that didn't get made. 
over time some of the urban legends as to why, and you'd find out there was some truth to what seemed like absurd urban legends. Ah. You and I should be podcasting from adrift on an island somewhere. <laughs> We're tethered, you know, on a, on a little skiff. Hey, is lunch ready yet? <laughs> I mean, that's 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 what should have happened. But I mean, really, we if, we're, if we're living that life, are we doing podcasts? Well, probably. You sure? We okay. still have a lot to say. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, you, you know what? You're probably right about that. You 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 have your health and you have your work and what drives you. And yes, I agree. But I, we would be doing it from an island, and I would be hammered because I'd be drinking all kinds of crazy ass. Well, and it is. A podcast, so I mean, you can let the expletives fly. I never liked you, Mike. You son of a such a. See us next week when. <laughs> so that's where things stood as late August, early September approached for the Texas Longhorns. Coming up next, their march to the national championship game, which resulted in a near Heisman Trophy and a near return for Vince Young for his senior year. Keep it right here. The incredible season, the 2005 Texas Longhorns, continues on the Special Teams Podcast. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps, in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
Continuing on the special teams podcast, our look at the 2005 Texas Longhorns. Jason Smith and Mike Harmon, the national champion Longhorns, had a very big early season game. Look, they had Louisiana Lafayette week one, and the number two ranked team in the country won pretty easily. Just laugh through that one. Yeah, I don't think they played 11 guys Running clock. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Game two, however was Ohio State, the number two and number four teams in the country meeting in one of the most anticipated early season games of the year. Look, we usually don't get games like this that early. The way the college football schedule is made years in advance, okay, this could be a good game, but it might not be, but this was two versus four. No, that's the beauty of it. When you have the true road game for Texas as they go to Columbus and you're talking about the size of that crowd, I've been in that crowd a few times. Granted, my Northwestern teams weren't very good, so we didn't have that raucous uh, comeback at the time. But you, you go in and hostile is the kind way to say it as you roll through. So for Texas, a very big test off the jump and really one that set the tone. They, they weren't particularly sharp, but one of those games where you know you're going to have to grind it out, one of those final possession type efforts. This is a game in which Texas got out to a 10-0 lead of Vince Young touchdown pass was answered by a 36-yard pass from Troy Smith to Santonio Holmes. Jets, yeah. Oh, you know, he was like the MVP of our team for like a six-game stretch in 2010. Let me just give me a second about Santonio Holmes. All right, now we're moving on. He had a couple of stretches like that in his career. Uh, A game that gets to the fourth quarter, and Ohio State has a 22-16 lead. Texas scores the final nine points of the game. A touchdown pass from Vince Young to Lima Swede, and then Troy Smith is sacked for a safety. Texas has a three-point lead. They hold on to win 25-22. And the crazy part of this game was this was the lowest-scoring game Texas had all season long. So much to this one, right? For Texas, they were the first team to go into the horseshoe and win a night game, right? That's one of the data points of all of this. And and one of their signature wins uh, of the recent, you know, non-conference schedules. It was, it was Ohio State's first loss to a non-Big Ten team in 15 years. At home. They hadn't lost at home to a non... It's it, it 36 games in a row. I feel like won. I want to go back and look at the rest of the schedules. Oof. See what kind of directional schools. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah but still, 36 Well, I mean, wins are wins. Games. Look, I mean, you, I mean, you take gonna, them as they come in your life. Absolutely. You're going to play somebody. I mean, that, that's just how it's going to go there. Uh, so after the win over Texas, they beat... Or after the win over Ohio State, they beat Rice 51-10. to 10, They beat Missouri 51-20. to 20, And you're thinking, oh my goodness, this is just going to be a boat racing. Then you get to the game against Texas, and you're thinking, okay, uh, the game against Oklahoma, and then you're thinking, all right, Oklahoma, Texas, Red River shootout, this is going to be a close one. Uh, No, 45-12, to Texas goes up 24-6 at halftime. They never look back. Oklahoma had won the previous five games against Texas. Texas getting all their revenge in one game. 33-point margin, the tied the biggest margin of victory ever in the rivalry, and we're talking what, some 90 games at the time while you're you're looking at this. And again, all the eyes of the nation, because you're you're on that collision course. You got USC handling their business over here. And Texas had the one narrow game against Ohio State, but putting up 50 a game. Here's Oklahoma, who year after year, you know you're getting a top-notch effort 
and they just absolutely got bludgeoned. Scored six points through three quarters, and Texas never looked back. At this point, Vince Young says, I'm coming back for my senior year. Having such a good time, loving life, I'm coming back for my senior year. The week later, they play Texas Tech. He strikes the Heisman pose. They win that game 52-17. to He later apologized for striking the Heisman pose, not wanting to cause controversy, ruffle feathers. Uh, but at this point, when you're scoring 50 points a game and you're the quarterback of that team, pose whatever you want. Do whatever you want. No, to have a little bit of swagger. I mean, in the NFL, they'd take some of your money. You're you're obliterating teams. You're not just beating them, right? This is like every year when we watch college football teams, it's one thing to navigate a schedule, succeed and proceed, the mm-hmm. Calipari sure. basketball analogy. But when you're going out and bludgeoning teams and you have become the story, right? Because the USC guys had already had their run, right? They'd already been in the spotlight mm-hmm. as big time stars. And what do we always say about college sports? You're looking for the next big thing. And Vince Young had had success, right? They'd been winning games, but now it was Vince Young putting up numbers as a passer and the obliteration, Mac Brown getting his love and all of that flowed through. Every game, Texas is scoring at least two touchdowns in the first quarter quarter 47 points against Oklahoma State 62 against Texas uh, against Baylor 66 against Kansas I mean it's just a blowout after blowout and while it's a fait accompli that Texas is going to wind up in the Big 12 championship game the big debate became the Heisman Trophy race because as much as you know hey we had seen USC do their thing this is still USC's heyday this is still Matt Leinart Reggie Bush and it was Matt Leinart won the Heisman the year before now this is Reggie Bush's turn and it was really a race between the two of them from the middle of the season on. There were no other names we heard. It was Reggie, Vince, Reggie, Vince. What's Reggie doing? What's Vince Young doing during the day? What's Reggie Bush doing later at night? Vince, Reggie, Vince, Reggie. And as good as Vince Young was, Reggie Bush had the Fresno State game, had the big return where he stopped on a dime all the way back to the middle of the field. The highlight we saw a lot, that was where Reggie Bush really started to pull away from Vince Young. But that was a fun year. It was always, hey, here's Texas during the day, and here's USC at night. That was a fun time. Well, but USC, I mean, the sex appeal of that team was able to push through the narrative that's lived for so many years of nobody watches Pac-12 football, Pac-10 at the time. There were no close games for Texas as they got to the Big 12 championship game, which was against Colorado. And that continued... And boy, did that continue. <laughs> Texas beats Colorado in the Big 12 championship game 70 to 3. Not 17, 70 they, to 3. Hey, 70. Colorado didn't give up a point in the fourth quarter. That, well, that was good. They, you know, they'll hang their head on that. And they did kick a field goal in the second quarter. But Texas got two touchdowns early. Your man, Henry Melton, Jamal Charles score four touchdowns in the second quarter, four touchdowns in the third quarter. And it's, are you kidding me? 70 to 3? This is this in a Big Twelve championship game, seventy to three. This is not opening week against Ithaca. This is the Big Twelve championship. Yeah, they left uh, Gary Barnett on the tarmac. Uh, that was the end of that. Uh, outscored one twelve to twenty in the two games against Texas. Yeah, Barnett uh, got fired year. the week yeah. after that. How do you? How about that? You make it to the conference championship game, but you lose by sixty seven and get fired. But we made it there. We still lost. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter. It was by one. You lost by uh, sixty seven. <laughs> you know, and I. 
remember at the time, that was a very big deal because when it came down to splitting hairs between USC and Texas, it was, well, really, how good is the Big 12 if you're winning your conference title game 70-3? to They're blowing every day. Yeah, they had the win against Ohio State, but how good was the rest of your conference when that's how the, that's how the conference championship goes? Well, but let's face it. That's been one of the critiques all these years, right? especially when you start talking about the pinball-like numbers offensively, and then you go play a team that can actually play some defense, right? So that that lived on far beyond that. But for Colorado, you know, they, they get to the the big game and they'd lost a number of games during that season. Like they were, they were a, a paper champion uh, to get to that other side of the bracket. So uh, they get beaten up. Gary Barnett gets fired and Texas is still rolling. Texas earns their place in the Rose bowl against USC. Before we get there, it's the hardware going to Reggie Bush who beats Vince young for the Heisman trophy. Young is in second place by a large margin. So everybody who voted thought, well, Reggie's the best, but then it's Vince Young, and that's kind of how the votes played out. Yeah, I mean, Vince Young had the rough go against Texas A&M where they, they held off uh, a 40-29 to 29 win. He wasn't particularly magical in that one, only 162 yards of offense there, so the lowest of his year. So you've also got Reggie Bush still doing magical things. And again, with the Hollywood push, because the sex appeal of all those stars and the numbers that they were putting up pinball numbers on the West coast, kind of on their own feature game. As you say, Mm -hmm. during the day, you can get lost in a lot of football, but pac 12 at night, you're the only game in town. You had a lot of star power getting set for the national championship game in the Rose Bowl. You had two Heisman Trophy winners in the same backfield in Leinart and Reggie Bush. You had Vince Young, and coming up was an absolute game for the ages. The 2005 Texas Longhorns continues on here as we spotlight the Rose Bowl on the Special Teams Podcast. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. 
Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. So here we are. The Texas Longhorns, USC Trojans, the national championship Rose Bowl game for the ages. And before we get into the details of the game... I still remember the opening tease for the game, which featured Will Ferrell, USC alum, and Matthew McConaughey, Texas alum. And Will Ferrell comes on. He's, you know, the bombastic, crazy, out-of-control Will Ferrell, very excited. And he would say something. And Matthew McConaughey, very, very buttoned down, would say, but Will, did you know this about Texas? And he would say, blah, blah, blah. And then it would cut back to a shot of Will Ferrell with Heisman trophies going, I can't hear you, Matthew. I got the Heisman trophies in my ears. And then Matthew McConaughey saying something very direct and brief about how good Texas was. This was the difference between the schools. Hey, as big a star as Matthew McConaughey was and big a star as Vince Young is, USC and Will Ferrell were Hollywood. They were the rock stars of college football, and it was many people thinking, well, this is going to be USC's coronation. It's going to be a tough game, but they should win because they're USC. This game was back and forth the entire way, and I was very surprised that Vince Young was having the success he was against USC's defense. USC's defensive backfield wasn't the greatest, but I was still surprised he was having this much success. Both teams and both defenses got remarkably tired in the fourth quarter. This was a 24-23 game at the end of three, and you had 32 points scored in the fourth quarter between the two teams. This game comes down to the final minutes, and Vince Young is in the middle of his greatest game, whether it was high school, (laughs) college, the pros, in Madden, wherever it was, a game in which Vince Young would wind up his stats for the game, 267 yards passing, 200 yards rushing, and three touchdowns. 467 total yards, a new Rose Bowl and BCS championship record. But this game comes down to the final few minutes. And before we get to Vince Young's heroics, the crux of this game comes down to USC with a lead with a couple of minutes left to go. They decide to go for it on fourth and two. If they get the first down, the game is over. And they're going to kill the clock and they're going to be the national champions. Pete Carroll runs a handoff to Lendale White. Because as good as Reggie Bush was, he split time with Lendale White, who was, people forget what a good running back he was. He was a sledgehammer between the tackles. It was thunder and lightning with Lendale White and Reggie Bush. They run the play on fourth and two. Lendale White gets stopped. Texas gets the football. Now, before we get to Texas with the football, this play was run with Reggie Bush on the sideline. And that night, or the next day, on the air, on ESPN Radio, my my show was on late at night, I could not believe that Pete Carroll ran a play on fourth and two. That is your season, and you had your Heisman Trophy winning player 
on the bench. Right. On the bench. Not that you had to give the ball to Reggie Bush, but how is he not on the field? Right. How is he not one of your 11, even How's if he's he just running back and forth and doing calisthenics? The Texas defensive line players were asked about that after the game, and they said, oh, we knew when Reggie wasn't on the field, they were going to give it to Lendale White up the middle, and they stopped him. When Pete Carroll was asked about it after the game, he said, no, that's how he did it all year long. That's how he did it. Fourth and two, Lendale, that's how he did it. He cost them the game. If you have Reggie Bush out there, the Texas defense has to adjust, account for him. You can maybe at least run keep him honest. You, can, yep. you don't have the Heisman Trophy winner on the field. And uh, that was just the biggest faux pas to me for a guy that built a dynasty out of nothing when he took over USC. Well, it's just the curiosity, right? You, know, you Hubris plays a role because you're also looking at, yeah, that worked in the Pac-10, Pac right? Mm. Obviously expansion. But it worked because you were beating up on inferior teams. And Lendale White was a great back. But you're also facing a team that has obliterated every opponent. And their defensive interior matched up brilliantly. And on this play, you, you've taken half of your playbook and you've burned it. Texas takes over and they need to get in the end zone. Field goal is not going to do them any good. This final drive, it was one of those drives where I knew there's no way USC is going to stop Vince Young for four plays unless they get a tipped pass and it gets picked off that that Vince Young was going to get down the field because you could stop him for two plays and they did and there were plays where Vince Young was throwing the football and I'm saying where is he throwing that ball but I just knew on third and ten he was going to tuck it under and run for a first down because USC's defense was exhausted and that's what he did all the way down the field they kept converting second and long they'd get it third and long they'd get it first and ten here's a first down Vince Young was unstoppable. 19 seconds left to go. He runs it in for a touchdown to give Texas the lead. The game is basically over, but still, they get the two-point conversion for good measure. They go up 41-38. USC gets one last play. Matt Leinert throws it out of bounds, and Texas are the national champions. Vince Young, in, in a video that I will always see in my mind's eye, with all the streamers coming down, pointing number one up to the Texas Longhorn fans, it was some kind of game. It was that exciting, and it was weird to know how it was going to end because I knew Vince Young is getting into the end zone and he's making USC's defense look horrible and they had never looked this bad all season. All year long on my radio show on ESPN I would have on Frosty Rucker remember him defensive line, sure, defensive line absolutely. In, in NFL. He was on the show all the time and I'd have him on once a week we talk USC because look USC were the rock stars in college football. He was a great talker. He was a fun guest and he came on the couple of days after the national championship game. And I said, all right, we got it. He goes, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I said, dude, what happened, man? I said, Vince Young just ran right by you guys. What happened? And he said, and I'll never forget this. He said, you know, they, they, the coaches told us the same thing, is that this guy is fast. And you watch him on tape and you realize he's fast and you understand that. We all understood this going in. But on the field with him, it was a completely different story. It's We couldn't believe how fast he was. And it, that was something they couldn't catch up to. They could never catch up to how fast he went from game tape to what he was like on the field. And that was a huge reason for Vince Young's big. And not throwing the football, but on the ground. Look, the guy ran for 200 yards. It was a game that many critics say, I've never seen a better national championship game in college football than that. You go back to the 80s, we go back to the 80s again to see some games. You had Nebraska-Miami, that was 31-30, was a great mm -hmm. game. 
uh, this was a game that had more than that. It had star power. It had talent. It had Hollywood. It had your big controversial moment with Pete Carroll. You had a heroic moment at the end with Vince Young running for that touchdown. The game had everything, and it was a shocking, quote, end to the USC dynasty because that wasn't how it was supposed to end. But for Texas... It made all the sense in the world. They were this good all season long. Vince Young was phenomenal all season long. He was untackleable. And to win, they get congratulations for President George Bush. They write books. Vince Young has books written about him. And he says farewell to Texas and heads to the National Football League, even though he said he was coming back. And nobody gave him flack because, well, dude, you just won the national title. Of course, coming off this national championship game, you go to the National Football League. You go do what you want to do. I mean, no, you didn't sign it in blood. Uh, you don't have to come back. It's it's, look, know, it's one of our guys. One more year. One more year. Yeah, you want to talk about the recruiting tool as well? Look, we just sent this guy off. He was the... MVP and hero of this Rose Bowl and everything flows from there but just a, an amazing run by this squad and I think to some degree it, it goes back to not only the Hollywood aspect but just a reminder of how you can dominate in college sports and we do it with college buckets we do it with college football where you could be dominant and you get some buzz but unless you have a player like a Vince Young that starts to pop in a whole other way as the season rolls on, not that he wasn't putting up numbers early, but after the Ohio State win and then you start getting these 50, 60 point production and his numbers are off the charts that you start to get a little bit of a push. But you can go 8-0 in relative anonymity because of the regionality and the number of things that are on your sports calendar as college football gets into its prime season, right? Once you get into November, mm -hmm. you got the NBA going. You've got the NFL at its halfway point. You've got college basketball starting. You just finished the World Series. All of these things where... You know, things can get lost for those first couple of weeks. Kids go back to school, all of, all of that, where it's like all of a sudden you look up, it's like, hey, we got a new we, a new team here. They can go compete. And so the Hollywood story was nice, but it got upended in this one. Uh, Young said he probably would have gone back to Texas if they had lost to USC. And it was a really hard decision. But back then it was the Texans had the number one pick in the draft. Right. And that's where he was from. And he thought boy, it may never line up for me again to go play for Houston, so I'm going to go to the draft. And there was a lot of talk he could go number one overall. But remember, that was the year where, okay, well, Reggie Bush is going to go to the Texans. And then the Texans said, we're taking Mario Williams. Wait, what? Who, wait, what? Wait, what? wait, wait a Williams? minute. Yeah. Reggie Bush goes second. I was at that draft. To the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. And that was the, the day before it was a very shocking storyline that, wait a minute, they're really going to pick Mario? Like, we knew the day before, they're really going to pick Mario. They're not going to take v Reggie Bush. They're not going to take Vince Young. They're going to take Mario Williams. They're going to really take a defensive end number one when you have running back quarterback sitting there that can remake your team. Even though we knew that was going to happen, Radio City Music Hall did not like, did not accept that. No, I reject that <laughs> pick. It ended for Vince Young going number three overall to the Tennessee Titans. He had an NFL career that started out with as the rookie of the year. Sure. It looked like things were great, but... It wasn't exactly as he expected. He still started for a long time, had his share of highlights, and then finished after six years in the league. I remember doing a, a podcast with him at NFL Network a few years ago, and you know we, we talked about his playing career. And you, this is this was when 
the year when he was out and then he got signed by the Eagles. And he was, I remember him saying was, I'm just going to keep going. I want to keep going. I want to keep sure. going. I want to keep going. And it was tough because, you know, we're, we're interviewing a guy who came in to just do the rounds who went from here's where I am at the end of the season. I, I have everything at my feet. And now I'm, I'm still trying to, to break in and, and break through six years later when I've had things like winning offensive rookie of the year, having great chemistry with Chris Johnson. That Titans team was unstoppable when it was Vince Young and Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson running for 2,000 yards, and they're running that Texas-type offense. That's just so fast. How do they not take more advantage of this? Well, and you had his buddy Lendale White that he met in the Rose Bowl. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> and so the two of them got to hang out together, too. But, yeah, I mean, just shows how, how quickly things change, right? You talk about the athleticism and dominance both as a runner and passer in college, and then the NFL speed catches up, and it's all about adjustments. After that first and second year as a quarterback, and unfortunately for Vince Young, he didn't get that extra shot, that extra long-term starting gig that maybe he could have found his feet somewhere else, and then he was out of the league. All right, let's take a look back now at the 2005 Texas Longhorns. Some of those players, where are they now, Mike Harmon? Cedric Dockery. Cedric Diggory? Oh, he died. He was killed by Volt. No, he was killed by Wormtail when he was in the graveyard. Harry told him to get to the port key, but Cedric wouldn't listen because Cedric, for some reason, as smart as he was before Twilight, oh, get to the port key, Cedric. Oh, well, what's this? Get to the port key, and then he dies. He should have got to the port key. I just thought, you know, all the all-name teams as we go through. There's another one here off this Texas roster. I don't have a, a where is he now, but on the roster, you had an Eric Foreman. Oh, okay. So, all you right. know, that 70s show. Sure. I'm sure Mac Brown called him a dumbass once or twice. <laughs> Linebacker. Sorry, Eric, uh, if you hear this one. There was a Neil Tweedy tight end. Uh, he does beer and wine distributorship. Okay. At one point was a, a coach and, and did gym work, but now Tweety found his beer way and Tweety wine. There you go. Uh, Robert Killebrew, physical therapist in Austin. A lot of these guys stayed near Austin. Well, yeah. I'm, yeah, I cash out, man. I don't have to pay for a beer ever again. I'm staying in Austin. I got this card that says I was on the national title team. Uh, Frank Ocam, uh, defensive tackle. Uh, he is now a D-line coach for the Baylor Bears. Uh, as we, we sit, Tully Jansen. Defensive tackle working in real estate. Notice I like the big fellow, you know, big guys on the defensive interior. You point out that the big guys who do real estate, like that's a big thing for you. Well, I mean, we're also talking about big, expansive areas. Okay. But we're talking about Texas. I mean, we're we're not talking about mini homes here. (laughs) Man, it's not like here in Southern California where you want a shoebox and you're having to come up with the Tucama. Well, the room is kind of small. It's a nine bedroom, eight bath. I know it's the best we have right now. How about Jordan Shipley? Played the league a little mm-hmm. bit, right? Wide yeah. receiver. Uh, he does real estate, but for ranches. Oh. And. Like, like full ranch, not ranch style homes. Like no, ranches. Like, like full on I ranches. I bulls and, and, and. The whole nine yards. Oh, wow. That's like, he does cool. that. He also hosted a show on the Outdoor Channel about hunting called The Bucks of Tecamate. Wow. That sounds like something you don't want to drink. Yeah, and it had a whole uh, Facebook channel going on with it and the whole nine yards. The Bucks of Tecamonte will kill you if you drink it. Wow, now you made it sound evil. I'm going to have to go look into that a little more. It will just explode your esophagus and melt your heart and lungs. 
I sound like Edward James almost <laughs> when I say that. Stand and deliver. Hey, a uh, lot of always the teachers, and if you, I, I went through a, a lot of names. A lot of a lot of guys ended up just coaching. Mm-hmm. I mean, not taking advantage of that celebrity. I mean, you're going to have your. I mean, we see the billboards. I mean, look in your neighborhood as you drive as it comes up on football season. How many guys? Hey, I could teach your kid how to play. I played at USC around this Rose Bowl era, right? I, I still have my celebrity, and you come out and you hang out at the beach for a week or two. I don't know that you would learn anything discernible except how to take a flag off a guy, but you know that's all good. You got to make your cash. The 2005 Texas Longhorns, college football legends and national champions. Jason Smith and Mike Harmon. Hit us up on Twitter at HowAboutAFresca, Mike at Swollen Dome. Some teams you might want to see featured on a future podcast of special teams. Don't forget, check out our radio show Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. on the East Coast, 7 to 11 on the West Coast. Fox Sports Radio, over 400 affiliates nationwide. We'll talk to you next time on the Special Teams Podcast. Before you go, rate and review the show, whether you're listening on iHeartRadio, iHeartRadio apps, Apple, whatever it is. Give us a rate. Tell us you like it. We will love you forever and ever and ever. Special Teams is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> That. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.